0: like, happy friend diversary and sent me, and I was like, how do you even know? I mean, I felt really guilty for a second. I was like, people know these things? How? And then she sent me the screenshot of Facebook. I was like, oh, dear Facebook. Gone are the days of the wall of like when people would print out their photos and put them in things called albums, right? And they were like those sticky pages that you put down and now like ruined all the pictures. But there were like walls of albums. I don't know if y'all's family had those. My parents, my mother worked really hard on our wall of album. And, And I don't have that. I have data praying it doesn't die. You know, and um, so I don't always know. I don't know what to go back to to see that. But it meant something to my heart that Sosh knew when we had met each other for the first time. And um, it was not that many years ago. I was sort of surprised and, and uh, went back and I was like, oh, my word, we've lived that much life side by side. And it's only been X number of years. And so it was just it was beautiful. So I have been thinking on a couple things. And I asked Brad to do something a little different with me this morning. So um, I asked him if he would actually, like, co-preach with me. So it's not a full co-preach because I'm actually, we're not going to go back and forth a lot. I'm going to set up with a couple of things, and then he's going to share a couple of thoughts that we had worked through together. But we just, I have had, like, all of us, it's been kind of a nutty week. And so we were talking for it back and forth more about, um, what the Lord's been speaking to us about. And I think we both heard stuff and we were both on, like on it. And so I was like, why don't you just do this with me? Let's just do it together. So not just Meg, not just Brad, but you know, um, and it's Valentine's day, you know, I love you. If I can do that for a second, which you too can own. Even if you have never volunteered in church before, for only $10 maximum of 13 if you need an extra, 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 extra large, it is in the back. When you leave today, we will have all the way from the little tiny kids' king shirts to the great big king kids' king shirts, and you can get them. The little ones got messed up unfortunately. So they will be in later this week. But there's examples in the back. But a couple years ago, we printed a shirt. And, um, and I'll show it to you in a few minutes. I know many of you have seen it. Probably most of you know what it is. And we wanted a new shirt, which is oh. <laughs> with with our some of our new thought process of where the Lord where Brad and I felt like the Lord was taking us this next year and so um, we decided today was a good day to launch that t-shirt and gave all the volunteers one at the volunteer breakfast if you weren't able to come to the volunteer breakfast but you're a volunteer with us please stop in the back on your way out and um, whoever's back there I'm not sure if it's Jackie is Jackie are you going to be back there Beverlia is back there today. Um, whoever's back there will actually be able to get you a shirt for free. If you're a spouse of a volunteer, you can get one for free by signing up to volunteer. Or you can pay $10. You know, it just helps cover the cost of the T-shirts, y'all. It's not a money-making thing, but we love family in this church, and we love love in this church, and we love the fact that the Lord leads his bride, and he shares with us. So jumping in here today, I was actually really struck this morning as we were listening up here to something that Jackie said to me the other day, and just some of the worship music that was going on, I kept feeling like I was hearing this theme come through, and the Lord just pulled me into John 14, so if you want to turn there really fast, nobody back there there, nobody up here has that anywhere, so just turn to John 14 really fast, and as you're doing it, um, slide people through the magic of a button, can y'all pull up our mission statement for me, yep, not that one, the mission statement, yeah, can you guys say this with me, Our mission is to honor Jesus Christ the King and to expand his kingdom in our community and around the world. And I always want to add for the glory of God underneath it brad wouldn't let us put that in but when we helped write a mission statement for a church we planted 20 years ago the last tagline oh we put in there for the glory of god and i feel like it needs a write-in underneath that for the glory of god um but also part of that is the for the glory of each other too right like i love that we cannot complete that mission statement oh and if you need on there by the way for your bible there you go we cannot complete that mission statement alone we weren't meant to complete that mission statement alone. We are meant to do it within the body of Christ. So let's jump in right here. I was thinking of two quick things, and I have some people here are going to come up and share with me. But number one, um, <clears throat> actually, Lydia, you said this. Is she here? Where's? Oh, no? Oh, there. Really is bright up here. So Lydia said this this morning. She's like, did you feel, have you felt that there were seasons that you failed? Or you didn't do something well in. Or maybe something failed for you. You know, maybe you come from something that has broken in your past. And you're like, I feel like it's failing. And, you know, it's interesting. The Lord spoke to me right there about he was preparing his bride for us now to see how he was preparing his disciples then. If we jump into John 14, on verse 18 it says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while more, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. Let's jump on down to 25. So much good right there. So much good. Don't skip it when you get home, but so much good. 25, these things I have spoken to you while I'm still with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all these things and bring to your remembrance all I have said to you. They were walking side by side with the physical man, Jesus, at this point, right? Some of this would have been, let not your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. I think that's an interesting thought right there. Um, We could go into this a whole lot deeper. There's so much to be said right here. But why is it that we feel like we need to offer the world the world's peace? Why? Why do we feel like we need to speak into others what the world says peace is, and how to be focused, and to have self-care, and all this stuff, when the world, word says right here, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, it's <clears throat> foolish of me to offer you my peace, because I fight for my peace on a daily basis, but he says just up above, he's going to send somebody the Holy Spirit, and I was talking with Jackie, or several people this week, about coming to be part of King's Church and just being part of the body. And one of the people I talked to was talking about, and they said, I felt like I was an orphan. I felt like I was a sheep without a flock. I felt like I didn't have a home. And what the word says here, and later on it comes back in Acts, we see it, right? When the Holy Spirit falls and his presence comes And his peace comes, but in his peace, so was his power. Because after his power fell, they were able to walk out and walk in a manifestation of truth that they could not force themselves into before, right? And we sometimes want to force ourselves into a manifestation of truth, of boldness, of strength, of power, of peace that we can't fight for ourselves because we can't give it to ourselves. We weren't meant to. He says right here in John that it's from him that these things are possible. And I think that in the body of Christ, it's from each other, from the spirit rubbing up against iron sharpening iron, that the spirit brings his peace into the body. Does that make sense? That it's something sometimes hard fought for. And almost all of us, I could say, as I've learned many of your stories, I don't know all of them, but many of your stories have hard backgrounds where there have been things that tried to break your peace. Maybe tried to break you emotionally or physically and tried to like cut you down at your knees. And I want to say it would be foolish for me to offer you something that I'm fighting for when the Holy Spirit has it in whole, right? So I love the idea that we not to be left as orphans. And how are we not left as orphans? Because we've been given the bride, the body of Christ, right? The Lord calls us in and he says, I don't expect you to fight for this on your own. I expect you to be part of something else that pulls you in, that speaks truth and life and focus and a future to you. And I believe that's what the church is supposed to be. But sometimes in that, truth is spoken, hard truth. Sometimes we have to look at one another and hold each other accountable and say, man, this is not fruit in your life. This is you withering on the vine. This needs to be cut out of your life. And that's not to destroy peace. That's so that there's an open vein for the Lord to speak peace in, right? So I've asked three different people to come up and just share with you guys a little bit this morning because we're talking about what it means. Let me summarize it a little bit. The culture of King's Church. The culture of King's Church. I think we phrased it a little differently. Brad can correct a little bit when he gets up here. But we are intentionally trying to say, in this body, we will do things like this, X, Y, and Z. Not because the other stuff isn't really good, but because we want to be mission-focused. We want to be focused on what God is saying that we're supposed to be about, Okay, and so we're going to hold each other to a a level up here, and we're going to fall sometimes. We're going to make mistakes sometimes. But we want to look at each other and say, come up here with us. Let's not fall down and get slimy. Let's not pretend that we're on pedestals and we're amazing. Let's work the world's word says right here that there's a whole different questions. Hey, Anthony, can you come on up? I want to share just a little bit. Anthony, when we think back on somebody that has... um, What would be the word? Before I give you the mic, I'm going to finish. (laughs) Kidding. Um, Fought for. Fought for the body of Christ. Well, I think of you. When I think of somebody who's honest about needing prayer or anxiety or having a need in his life, And when I stop and talk to you, you're always honest about it. And I have to tell you, I make sure we have decaf coffee. Because Anthony doesn't need caffeine. Anthony needs decaf coffee, but he likes his coffee. But because of several different reasons, he can't do caffeinated coffee. So we make sure we have decaf coffee, right? Just for you. Well, not fully. I like it too. But it's one of those things, it's like it's a small thing, but I want to make sure that when you come in, there's decaf coffee, out there waiting for you. So I prepped you a little bit. I threw it at you yesterday, like night at 9 o'clock or something. But I'd asked you three different questions. And just your heart, because if we talk about volunteers, I mean, I know that in a large sense we're all volunteering for the glory of God, right? But if we think of volunteers, and I want to think of like, hey, this is somebody that I want to like model my youth after. I want them to serve like you serve. I know it's not easy, but you do it so beautifully. So can you share with us a little bit about you being part of the family here at King's Church?
1: Do you want me to go with the question format? Sure. Okay. So what brought me to King's Church? Uh, I heard, Being friends, Courtney and I being friends with the Hornings, uh, there was rumblings of a church starting up. They had sent us an invite. We finally came early on, launched in October of 18, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we we eventually came in November. And we had been uh, through two different church splits, one with uh, Quest Community and one right here at Southern Acres. So we tried some different churches. And coming to King's Church, we knew what we were looking for. We were looking for spirit-filled, unity, love, uh, genuineness those kinds of things, humility. And um, King's Church was already about all that. Um, granted, we still have our own personalities, right? <laughs> we Hi. still, but I was able to commit because of what I've seen. I was able to commit right then and there to say, this is a church I want to be a part of. And it being a church plant, I was so thankful of having... Being given the chance to help King's Church be the church that a lot of people can feel those things, it wasn't already established where I would just come in and, and whatever the church is, that's what it is. But now we have this chance to 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 build it right together.
0: Yep.
1: So mm-hmm. what's what's kept me here is that commitment, and um, I mean, there's some obstacles in the way. Uh, <laughs> Um, but uh, I, I keep coming because I, I, I that commitment has caused me to think of you all as family right away so what we do in family is, is sometimes there's issues right between one another sometimes um, there's some other issues but we stick together right and we discuss and we put love on one another and uh, this is how we keep going this is Every time I come in here, especially in the wintertime and the heat is on, I'm thinking, we're doing it again. Right? We're doing (laughs) it again. That's the anthem for for, uh, um, King's Church is doing it again, and it's beautiful. So that's what keeps me here. And then what I, in the future, um, what I would like to see and what I'm hopeful for and what I'm thankful for is as King Church has come into the building and lit the torch again of what was here before. It's drawing all of you. Uh, I don't know the Bottagers very well. That's you guys back there, right? Yes, they were Southern Acres Priors.
0: You can see outlines of heads sort of from here, but not really. But
1: they're back here, okay? This, and, and it's been my heart to get those that went through the division back here. It doesn't mean that this is the best church for them or we're the best church in Lexington. It just, it shows that there's restoration. That's, that's my heart. Hmm. Yeah. And a lot of, and a lot of you know that already. Um, Just the Martins coming along and the Weatherfords who are now gone, but, um, the Fullers coming back to this place is a restoration and renewal. So I'm thankful and I'm hopeful for people who continue to come in because we've got some wonderful people that have come in. The Haroldsons, the Latimers, Robert and Deb, Joe the Drummer. That's how I have him in my context. <laughs> Because that's what he said I
0: love Joe.
1: early on when we were getting together. He said, "I'm Joe the drummer." <laughs> Sharon, you were here before. She's a prior. Rachel, I think she's in the back. So uh, Colin as well. So people that went through that division, that horrible division. The separation is one thing. Separation is. I don't necessarily agree with what the church is doing. I. If God's telling me something else, I'm going to separate. Division is when you're rebuked and you say, get out of my house. You're not of God. That's division. And look, people are coming back.
0: Yeah, so don't go anywhere. Can y'all just reach a hand out really fast and pray with me? Because, Anthony, I want you to stand here symbolically. But um, many of us have walked through a rattling in our lives and areas. Many of us may be walking through a rattling. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you that you ask us to be allowed to be sifted. Sometimes you tell us, I'm letting you be sifted because I want to take out what doesn't belong. And I want to bring you to a place of purity of heart that you will fight for one another, even if it hurts and it tears and it bleeds. And so, Father, I thank you for Anthony as he stands here symbolically for us that he has fought for other people. He sees what sometimes we don't see. He sees a future and a hope when we feel hopeless. And Lord, I know without a doubt that his father is not the only one who's spoken this over him, but you have given him a generational inheritance of joy. And then the last year that has been battled against. It has tried to be cut down at his knees. And yet, Lord, you are the Lord who sustains. So, Father, you speak into him the truth you know to be there. You call out from him the depths that you know are there. And I thank you for his broad shoulders and his quick smile and his heart, whether it's spreading salt on a sidewalk or just encouraging people to keep going. He's part of the team, and we couldn't do this without him. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Man, y'all. I, you know, it's hard, right? You're so afraid that there's this spark here, this 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 tissue box deliverer there. You know, and I'm not kidding. I mean, we've had people run home and bring, home, bring up tissue boxes because we suddenly realized we weren't in here on a Sunday morning. And you're like, I don't want to leave anybody out. I don't want to cut anybody off. So I want to tell you that right now, Father, the spirit of offense is not welcome in this room. This is a place for the building up of the body of Christ, to see what you see when you look at us. Thank you. All right. Guys, can y'all come on up here? This is Bob and Debbie Haroldson. They they're a little bit newer to the family. Not that much at this point because it's a new family. So, you know, hey, and these are our original T-shirts, our original volunteer T-shirts, which we love. We love putting in a little, like, hidden gem. So, you know, extra five points if you see it on this T-shirt, the one we're, we're selling now. But this is fam. This really is family. And you guys stepped in and became part of a family. And I, I don't, you know, I know that you guys have your story, but I, ha- I was telling your wife earlier that when y'all stepped in and just started speaking life, it was at a time where 2020 and all of the, the 2020-ness of 2020 had really started to get our team here down. We were tired. We were just tired. And, um, and y'all stepped in and, and started, you know, helping us figure out how to, to float the ship and and love on people, and we can't say enough to how much that has meant to us. Can y'all? So I prepped you guys with the same set of questions, and I'll let you guys share your answers. Um, but we just wanted to hear a little bit more about y'all and your vision of why you caught on to the mission here at King's Church. <coughs> well, we were,
2: um, <coughs> excuse me, we were at at home watching from our church that we were going to. And every Sunday it was just sitting there watching it. You're sure missing the facts of sharing with others and and being around others and being that, just being able to hug somebody. And Aaron and Beverly were coming, and we decided to come here. And we just fell in love the minute we got here. Um, Everybody was just free to do what you, to worship the way you want to worship. You didn't have to feel you know, any different and that and very much enjoyed that fact.
3: You sure you're done? I'm done. <laughs> wow. I've shared it before but you know during this time the previous church we went to um, it, was a, it was a spirit-filled church but then I noticed that Because we had gone there since we'd been here in uh, Lexington. And then I noticed that there was kind of like a spirit of fear that crept in. And it broke my heart. So, uh, like Debbie was saying, we were watching just on television. And it's just not the same. The spirit is there, yes. But it is not like a corporate spirit. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, we were invited here a couple times, and we finally decided to come one Sunday, and Pastor Chuck came up, and he gave a awesome word of strength and courage. And I said, the Spirit is strong here, and the Spirit spoke to me, because I don't go anywhere unless the Spirit says you're released from one point to go to another, because I want to stay focused on the Spirit and God. And so we decided coming here. And what really held us, the biggest thing that held us was the fact that we were allowed to volunteer, per se, right? Because sometimes you go to a church and you can't get in the door. You sit in the pew, but you can't get in the door. And so we just, I just fell in love with the people here, being allowed to serve. Because that's what I want to do. I want to serve the Lord. So so what do I see later on? I continue to see me serving the Lord. I see a whole building of people that serve the Lord. And that's why we are still here.
0: So give you all just a little bit of heads up. Men, if you are not part of an accountability group, and part of a group that looks at you and says the hard questions and asks the deep stuff, then you should be here at 7.30 on Friday morning because I think y'all just started making coffee. Are you the making coffee now? Is somebody making coffee? No, so it's like, bring your own coffee, good luck if somebody brings donuts, because we're going to sit in a cold room, I mean, I was like, go to the embrace room, make it more palatable, and he was like, no, we don't need, we are here to look at one another, I was like, it's okay to make it comfortable at the same time, Bob's like, no, it's a men's meeting, I don't know what they do in there. Because it's it's men, but y'all, it is. It, I'm hearing great things and seeing fruit from all that already. And we know that we know that we know that our men need other men looking at them and asking the hard questions. So thank you, thank you for doing that. Thank you. And I know that um, where is our Ron? Did did they have to step out? They had to, Did they? So Ron was single handedly caring so much of the building. I mean, we were all helping and doing what we could. Which is, I mean, really. So, but, but it was like you stepped along, and Robert, I don't know where's. Oh, there he is. Stepped along, and there, yeah, he's gonna hide. I knew. <laughs> next year, you're up here, dude. But anyway, but I just knew. I was like, these men have come alongside, and y'all are figuring things out. And our ice maker this morning. Praise Jesus, y'all were all here. I guess the ice maker in the kitchen finally, like Meg's limping it along, trying to keep it alive, sort I mean, of. Yeah, and so she's, like, vomiting ice all over the kitchen floor. Like, my kids have this book called Popcorn, where it's, like, the popcorn keeps popping and, like, oozing out of the house. Well, that's what mentally I saw. I haven't even been in the kitchen. But they were, like, it's just going everywhere. And, and yet, this is what he does, is he works on these machines in his real job. So it's, like, the Lord knows the little holes that we will need filled. But he also knows the big spiritual holes that that we both needed filled. So thank you, guys. Debbie has a heart for women's ministries, and I'm just going to give you all a heads up now that we are cooking on some stuff for King's Church Women that you're going to be hearing about very soon as we get that going. And so um, I'm so thankful because the Lord is starting to, like, unveil you like a rose. Like, we're just going to see it blossom open even more. And um, I'm thankful for the mamas and the papas that the Lord is bringing into our church to help mother and carry and disciple the the women at the well idea of being next to each other. So thank you guys so much. We love you all. Can you guys reach a hand out? Wait up, wait up, and pray over them really fast. Jesus, I thank you that you're calling in the mamas and the papas. I thank you that, that there is, there's a cynicism of youth that can happen where it's like we, we, just, we can get stuff done, we can go faster, we can do whatever. And Lord, you stop us in our tracks and you say, listen, you need pillars in your church. You need people who are willing to, to do the work but also ask the hard questions and are slow to speak and quick to listen. You need maturity in your church. In church, you need to mature up. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you challenge us to stop and to listen and to celebrate with you. Our hands to row the boat, but more hearts to seek and speak truth into one another, too. We love you. Amen. Amen, y'all. All right, Jackie. Woo! So Jackie and I had a wee bit of a slower time getting to know each other. Life, little tiny kids for me, I think it was just one of those things where we're like both running in the same direction and we had to like start intentionally making times to connect. So did, went out to lunch a couple times, have, oh, you're supposed to be holding this. Oh, and he wants you spacing out, too. so, so I know, it really is. See, I'm Somebody telling you all, it doesn't either. look it when you're down there, but when you're here, yeah. Um, but but it was like one of those things that so we did lunch a couple times, and I just got to know more and more about Jackie over the last couple of years. And I have to tell you, if you can, like, as girls, you're just like, oh, I love this person. I love and I love and I love her. And there's this heart to her, and she likes art, and she likes design, and she likes color. And it was like there wasn't a spot on that where I hiccuped up, and I was like, you know, there wasn't a rub to me. It was just like more, more, more. And so it's funny. I have just um, fallen in love with who you are. And then to get to see you start to step into a place of yeah. obedience with the Lord and to start give back to your church family is just a beautiful, exciting thing. I have to tell y'all that she was the hands and the feet to the to the volunteer breakfast today. Like she's, I know. Not at all
2: alone, though. No.
0: <laughs> like, well, let me just tell all. you, she, she has this notebook that she she calls it her notebook. I got a notebook and what she means by that is she has a list and she is like quick a lot of lists at making lists and then texting out lists which we all need list makers in our life and people who will look at you and did you do your list and that is that is a blessing to me because I have a notebook but it's more like a um <laughs> mosaic <laughs> That's like Bill. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, I think Bill and I are a lot alike. So, um, but anyway, so Jackie, I asked you three questions as well. Yeah, and just asked you to share your heart, and yeah. um, and just kind of. And and when she asked,
2: I pushed back a little. I'm like, but mine's not all. <laughs> All fun and, and games, but then Anthony went first, so I'm, I'm off the hook with that. I can I can just kind of say what brought me here was Anthony actually inviting our family, and we were we were very much like a sheep without a flock, um, just trying to find find a home, and um, floated around from church to church for a month or two, and then Anthony invited us out to King's in one of the early weeks, and we all, even the teenage kids, were like, "Yeah, this this feels like home." But still, there was that trepidation, and I think part of the reason it was probably hard for us to connect a little bit was I was a little bit holding back out of fear because of what we'd been through, and um, and just to come through that and be on this other side is so such a relief. I didn't even realize I was living in that until I'm. And this is only a few weeks on the other side of that, of letting go of that. So, um, what has kept me here is like the spirit of humility and um, everybody serves each other. And it's not, I keep, I've waited for things to get weird or like, (laughs) Well, I I mean, mean, (laughs) you don't want to live like that, but the... The fear and the pain and the hurt, it puts up a shell, and it's hard to break out of that shell sometimes. So, yeah, um, the Lord's been working with me on that, obviously, and, and just taking the step. I think it was just me, when you all asked me to take over a little thing, I was, it just took t- saying yes to that. Um, yeah, I had been in a big season of no, and so coming out of that season of no and just saying yes, and God has really opened up so much. That first, one of my first experiences was a few weeks ago in um, the staff retreat. It was questionable whether I even needed to go, but I'm so glad I did because we watched this leadership. Um, it was the, the five things that break down a team the five downfalls of a team. And that's available to everybody to watch. It's on that right now media that we, the church has the subscription to. And I've owned a business with my husband. We've had employees and it's always been a struggle. I've never enjoyed having employees or managing people. And I realize in this video, in 30 minutes, leadership is not something you have to be born with. Like there's skills that can be taught. And it, it's just really cool that I would learn that at church, for one
0: thing. <laughs> really, co-
2: so I, I'm excited to see what else God, ha- I, like, just seeing Bill serve at the church, it, and how he's persevered, and there's not been the hurt over the last because he stepped out a lot faster than I did, and I've just seen him in a different light. So, it's it's been really good. So,
0: hmm.
2: I'm excited to continue growing.
0: I love it. I love it. Hey, Bill, will you run up here really fast? So Bill has, when we created, I say we, this is like the royal we. We, the people, right? It's like the America. Anyway, but when King's Church realized we really needed like an operations team, um, Bill was willing to step in. and, And he's like our go-to for operations team, for the most part, like it goes through you and then gets siphoned out to other areas, which um, we use this thing called Slack. If you don't have Slack, I would put it on the phone and then ask somebody with a name tag, why did I put Slack on my phone? And we'll connect you. But um, that's kind of like our...
1: We'll put you to work.
0: (laughs) Texting, connecting, kind of this funny thing. And at first we thought Slack was going to be like, oh, it's just the sending out the boring stuff. And I have to tell you, (laughs) Like, DJ is not here this morning, or he would have been up here with us. It's one of his weeks to actually work. DJ, we love you. We know you're watching from work. You're getting your T-shirt. Wait, I don't get to deliver the T-shirt. Are y'all delivering the T-shirt? Oh, man, we've been fighting over who brings you a T-shirt. But anyway, but but DJ was like one night there was this Slack thread going back and forth of just people being silly and funny back and forth, but also dealing with issues that needed to be dealt with in humor and humility. And that I don't know how long that went on. It was like two hours of, of Slack notifications that my phone was turned off. And I had, because I was doing something else, so it was muted. And I turned it back on, and it was like brrr, And, like, finally, DJ's like, I'm removing this app off my phone. And he was being silly. But it's like the people just enjoying being part of of something to grow towards and do that. And and it's just community. And I think that's part of it. And it's just beautiful. So would you all just raise your hands and and lift a hand out. And we're going to pray over this family. Jesus, we thank you for Bill and Jackie. We thank you that they have carried through the hard previously, and then as soon as they, they saw a need um, and saw a place that, that you called them to, they did not keep running. They stopped, and they listened, and they brought their family, and, and we weren't even in this building. It had nothing to do with, with the, the, us being in the building. It had everything to do with, with your people being called together together to bring that heart together. And so Father, I thank you. We None of us would have foreseen the, the year after that, the two years after that of what you've done here. But you saw it. And I thank you that you were faithful to Jackie's heart. Just like she loves to paint and blend colors and create something on canvases, you've been doing that in her heart. You took the hard stuff and the pain, and you have begun to use it for good in her life. But more than that, you're using it to bring freedom to other people and their hurt and their pain in their life. So Lord, I pray for a vision for them, for a vision for future, for ministry, and for freedom, who they are, and just being part of the body of Christ with them. We just celebrate them with you, Lord. We love you. Amen. Amen. Of course. Anthony,
2: Anthony made me think of um, uh, from the past. I won't get into it, just a real quick thing. Sometimes there's two different sides of a coin. There's fighting, and there's fighting for, right? So sometimes, like in a marriage, there's fighting. That's destructive. It's not good. But then there's there's fighting for a fruitful going after something. You want to save something. So a lot of people sometimes see fighting for, and they think it's fighting right? So don't assume things sometimes, but speak life into stuff and encourage people to fight for things rather than just fight things.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So I think it's super important. My takeaway is that the Lord does not want to leave us as orphans. He has not called us to be orphans, nor are we called to be an orphanage. We're called to be a family. And that takes the spirit of God moving in, breaking down, but us being willing to say yes when the right time comes along to commit. And I know many of you, some of us have been through hard church things before, not just even locally, just historically. Family stuff, church stuff, you know, there's just scars, battle scars, divorces, you know, just things that have been left where we're we're tenuous to commit, we're tenuous and a little scared to jump in. And we want to create a culture that says, there's a place for you here. Pass.
3: All right.
4: The, The real work of the kingdom is guaranteed to be difficult. So if you're looking for an easy way, you will not find it. And if you do find it, then it's not really the real way. Jesus promised difficulty. So the point is, how can we find joy in the journey? If you have joy in the journey, that's everything, and it's been, it's been a joy the last two and a half years. It sounds like it sounds like it's a resignation speech. It's not that. It's been a joy the last two and a half years, two years or so, just to build this church. I want to say this from my heart. You left me like five minutes left, Megan. So I want to. I'm just kidding. Uh, it's been such a joy to build this church alongside of you, to partner with the Holy Spirit, to partner with you in this great experiment to see what can God do as we say a wholehearted, no holds barred, yes to Him. And there's been just some unexpected things. There have been some incredible highs. There's been some very, very, very deep lows that have broken our heart and left us with some wounds that the Lord is still healing. God has been so faithful to his promise. He's been so faithful to his word, not just for King's Church, but his word to, to you and to, to what you have heard, many of you have heard in this house long before we came along, he will accomplish what he promised to accomplish. So I just wanna share with you just a, a couple things from the word, actually three, three characteristics of King's Church volunteers. Megan mentioned creating a culture. We want to create a, a culture where, where, where volunteers are deeply valued, um, where they where, and we are we are indeed a volunteer-driven church. And we, we 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 thank you. I thank you, and I honor you. Those who have served, um, you know, all the way from 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 our volunteer staff, those that give literally 10, 15, 20 hours a week. Um, to lead and to the teams that they lead, to those that serve in children, those that come clean a couple times a week, those that work on salting the the <laughs> the, the property outside and cutting up things and hauling things away and moving trash and just every everything in, in anything, um, you are valuable. I, I just want to share three things that um, that that I've been thinking, church family and what i believe that the lord wants to to honor these kind of values as we continue to grow. And as we continue to grow, we want to continue to be a volunteer driven church. Not because we can't afford staff or none of that, you know, but just the kingdom of god is men and women, boys and girls who just giving of their time, giving of themselves to do that. So I want to give you just three of these and a verse to go with it. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this. It's just in my heart. Can I do that? So the first one of these is this. It is kingdom servanthood. This is what I value so much about our volunteers is they are true servants. Um, the the Greek, I, want to, I want to give you, a, I want to give you a, um, a Latin word and a Greek word just to show how intelligent I am. Because every once in a while I have to like throw a word out there just to remind myself that I, 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 once, in a while, <laughs> once in a while I can pronounce something out of that English. It was a joke. I'm not trying to show you how intelligent I am. All right. Philippians 2.8 says this. Uh, this is a, a well-known chapter that talks about um, about Christ and his, and his servant heart and his desire to go low. It says, therefore, if any of you have encouragement from being united with Christ, any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind, says Paul. Be united. He says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. And he goes on to, to, to say, he says, um, have the same mindset as Christ. He begins to paint this picture of Christ as somebody who went low. And in Paul's day, uh, in, in, in this Roman culture, there was something called the cursus honorum. It was a trajectory that every good Roman family would want for their sons. It was a, literally, it meant a course of honor. And a cursus a this is what you could aspire to if you were a young Roman boy. You would begin, of course, assuming you're from a family of nobility, you would begin with 10 years of military service. You would show yourself to be worthy. You would show yourself to be strong and, uh, and a leader of, of those 10 years in military service. After that, you would uh, begin maybe find a political post, hopefully attain your way to the Senate. And from there, you would be a, a person of tremendous influence and tremendous esteem. And that's cursus honorum. But Paul says, actually, there's a different trajectory that Jesus, and he, there's a term called cursus padorum. It's the opposite. You know, it's like if, if, if Cursus enorm is upward mobility, there's a there's a trend of downward mobility. How low can I go? How much humiliation can I pursue? And he begins to point to Jesus and says, I want you, church, to have a mindset of going low, of going lower and lower and being a servant to all. He says, Look at Jesus. Jesus was like it. You know, you can't, you can't get any bigger and better than him. But despite of all that, he took on the form of a doulos, the form of a slave, a servant, washing feet, serving like the least. And he says, that's what I, that's what I want for you. Have that same mindset. So I see that in our volunteers. I see this mindset of we're, 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 we're going to outdo one another. We're going to see who can go low the quickest. We're gonna, it's a race around here, but it's a race to the bottom, <laughs> not a race to the top. It's a race to see who can serve first. I see that, and I believe that the Spirit is is honoring that and wants to cultivate that in you, again, in in, in those that come in. So I would say that. That's the first one, is, is kingdom servanthood. The second one is this, kingdom sacrifice. Kingdom sacrifice. The very nature of a volunteer is that you do it freely. From day one, from the time that we would show up uh, at Lord's Legacy and Brandon and go there early to make coffee and set up chairs and set up sound equipment, all the other stuff in between. Some of you are relatively new, but every one of you, you sacrifice, you give of your time, you give of your heart. Um, let me read in 2 Corinthians chapter, um, chapter 8. Paul writes this. He's commending a couple churches. He talks about one the Macedonian churches. He says, now brothers and sisters, and it's talking about giving money, but it's the same heart. Giving is giving, right? Now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. So this all begins with the grace that God has given. God has given you volunteers, you King Church family. He's given you a grace to sacrifice. I see that in the midst of a very severe trial. Listen to this. Listen to these words. In the midst of a very severe trial. Keep in mind the context of what we've been in the last 12 months. Their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty. Y'all say extreme poverty. Come on, this is a church that doesn't have two nickels to rub together. They are so poor. But they have overflowing joy and extreme poverty. Look at this; those two together welled up into what rich generosity. This is the kingdom is so full of, of these paradoxes. How can we be? How can we be so rich in generosity when we have extreme poverty? It's when we take our extreme poverty and we marry, marry it with the overflow with the overflowing joy that God's grace has given us. All of a sudden, we realize that we have wealth and resources that are limitless. And these things begin to overflow. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. I wanna say that this is true of you. I'm not talking about money, put money aside. But you are giving as much as you're able, even beyond and above. Some of you are stepping out and trying things that you've never done before. Some of you are, are putting your hand to work in things that like, you're just not comfortable. You're not, that's not my thing. It's not my ministry, but I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to serve. I don't even like kids, but I'm willing to serve in kids, right? I, I, I got mine out of the house, I don't want it, but I'm willing to do it. This is an example of that. You're going above and beyond in sacrifice, and God is honoring and God is multiplying the sacrifice that you make to build his church and to build his kingdom. I mean that. I mean that. I'm seeing it again and again and again. So kingdom sacrifice, I think, is, is, a, is, a, is a core. It's a value that we have for, for here in our volunteer team. Third one is this, kingdom, and I love this word, kingdom synergy. Can you all say Synergy. This is the fun. This is another fun Greek word. I already did my Roman or my Latin word. I want to do my Greek word. That word comes from two Greek words: "soon," meaning together. It's the same root that we get synchronized, like you synchronize your watches or synchronize swimming. And "ergos," it's where we get our word "work," ergonomic, right? That's an ergonomic chair. "Soon ergos" means working together. That's what synergy means. So, kingdom synergy. Um, Paul, by the way. Paul loved to make up Greek words. Sometimes if he was writing something he couldn't really find he would just make something up and he would often take this prefix soon and stick it onto something else and like tie it together. He'd make up this whole word. So he'd be like writing, he's like, he's like okay, you know, listen, I, I, I'm a prisoner here, but thanks to be to God that you are my co-prisoners. You are my soon. And he'd add the Greek word for prisoner, whatever that is. And he'd make this word up. You are my, we're prisoners together in this. We are co-laborers. We are Sundulas. We are, we are co-slaves together, says Paul. Again and again, all through his writings, you see this again and again and again. There's something powerful uh, that Paul saw about, about this, this idea of we do this together. So there's the there's the this the the old um, proverb that says, On a journey, I will go faster alone, but I will go farther. And I'm, in practical ways, I see that many of you come alive in your area of service when you've got somebody to do it with you. How many of you like coming up here and vacuuming and cleaning by yourself? Okay, I do. And and Angelica does too. She's an introvert like me. She like put on headphones. We'll listen to music. We'll have just such a Holy Spirit revival as we're vacuuming or doing whatever. The rest of you extroverts though, you like, I don't want to be alone. I want somebody to do it with me. So you'll bring a buddy. And it's just this incredible power of like, whatever we're doing, we're going to to do it together. We're going to serve together. And there's such a beauty and a strength and a longevity in this synergy that that we have as volunteers. And many of you, it's like, you know, again, it's not my favorite thing to do X, Y, Z. But man, if I got a buddy with me, I can do it. And I think this is exactly what the kingdom of God is supposed to be like. We're not meant to necessarily go faster. We are meant to go farther. We're going to do that by standing together with one another. Um, Ephesians, well, here's my verse. Let me read this. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, concerning the body, unity and diversity in the body, 12, 12 through 20, just as a body, physical body, says Paul, the one has many parts But all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized, one spirit. He goes on to say, even so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Each of you are essential to the body of King's Church, to the family. You're not meant to stand alone. You're not meant to suffer alone. You're not meant to to strive alone. You're meant to be connected with one another. And there's strength in that. There's beauty in that. There's joy, in that kind of synergy. Ephesians four six, says from him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love, as each part does its work. Isn't that awesome? I just I, I begin to think about, just looking around and seeing. As, as the family of this church is being built up in love, built up in radical love for one another, as each part does its work, as you play your role, as I play my role, as more people come in, you know, uh, just, just, like, um, just like Bob says, each person, hey, how can I get involved? We say, hey, there's a place for you, come on, you know, we're going to see just the, the body of Christ continue to grow up. Into the full measure of what God has made us to be, so, kingdom servanthood, kingdom sacrifice, kingdom synergy—I see that in you, I do, and I'm—I I'm, want to c- cultivate that. I want—I want that just to become part of part of who we are. So, um, what's my time like? Come on, it's twelve o'clock. It's okay. Hey, we're gonna st- I want to pray. Stand up. Let's. I want to pray over you, and we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. Thanks for, thanks for those of you that are that we're here early to help get ready for our our time. I bless you. I thank you for that. If we can pray and minister to you here, we don't have, I'm not going to call our worship band up right now, but if we can minister to you, pray for you, pray healing over you, just anything at all, we'll be up here at the front and we'll pray for you when we're done here. We don't have to have the music. If you want to buy a t-shirt, we've got them. If you're a volunteer and you didn't get a t-shirt, go get one because we have one for you. All right, thank you, thank you. Thank you for serving the Lord and for building his house. So Father, I just bless this family. I bless these sons and daughters, these mothers and fathers. Thank you for their heart for you and their heart for one another in radical love, in vulnerable love, authentic love. Love that reveals, not conceals. That affirms, not tears down. That pursues, not cancels. That has grace and forbearance. Not harsh words and judgment. Raise us up, Lord, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. God bless you guys. Thank you.